what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Could we at last have rain in Bahrain? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Pitch to Podium and the Inside Line Formula One podcast for the 2020 Bahrain Grand Prix preview. This week, we're going to be racing at the original Bahrain circuit, the one we all know and love. And next time out, we'll be going on the supposed Bahrain Oval. So let's talk about the race at first. And I'll start off by introducing, well, my co-host right here, Kunal Chow, with me. And Kunal, what a circuit we're coming to. Bahrain is one that's loved by everyone. We've seen so many good races around here, and there is the potential threat of rain looming around this weekend. Hi, Samuel. It's great to be back uh, discussing, I think, for the last triple header of the, the season, Indeed, of yeah. course, the last three seasons as well. Uh, rain is on everyone's mind, including yours. Just uh, the, the nice way in which you introduced and uh, you know, opened the show. Uh, lots of things to to look forward to along with the rain. You know, we are we are finally reaching a circuit, or we finally reached a circuit, which is a traditional circuit because the mm. last four circuits were completely off the blue. Uh, you know, unexpected additions to to the calendar. So this will hopefully uh, you know make sure that we 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 sort of know what sort of data and uh, form to expect as we look forward uh, to to the upcoming weekend. And, you know, free practice, uh, free practice two, which is going to be today, is going to be the most crucial session. Hmm. And that's because it's, you know, there's a whole morning evening scheduling that happens in, in Bahrain. So FP1 and FP3 are in the morning. So it's not the most representative uh, temperatures. And hence, FP2 is when all, all the crucial data collection uh, will happen. It should be very interesting to see how things play out. Remember, the last time out we came to Bahrain, it was heartbreak for Ferrari and Charles Leclerc. Obviously, circumstances are a lot different this time out. They're nowhere close to being the winners. But what about the two guys, the two main protagonists for the victory? It's mostly Lewis Hamilton, who's on a roll after winning his seventh world championship. And let's say a more liberated Valtteri Bottas, because although he had a terrible weekend last time out in Turkey, he no longer has the championship pressure on his shoulders. Do you reckon that could change things up this weekend, Kunal? I would assume so. You know, we had Valtteri Bottas on, on the Inside Line F1 podcast a couple of days ago. Uh, and and uh, I'm, I'm hoping all you guys got, uh, got a chance to tune into to that interview. Uh, it, would be, it would be good to see Bottas strike back, okay? But I personally wouldn't be uh, content if it's because the championship pressure is off him. Because, you know, by now, I would at least hope that he's able to cope with all the pressures that come with competing against Lewis Hamilton in a Mercedes for the Formula One World Championship. So let's see how it goes. But, you know, like uh, our folks uh, at Pits to Podium have plucked out Sundaram and Nityanand, 
Mercedes have, I think this is their most dominant circuit ever. Yeah. I think in, in, in the last six races, they've had 12 podiums, at least in the hybrid era, the most dominant one. But ironically, Somil, uh, you know, no Mercedes has been on uh, pole for the last two seasons. Mm. And Lewis Hamilton hasn't been on pole ever since the new 2017 regulation cars were put in place. So, Mm. uh, you know, that's definitely going to be a record they will end up breaking uh, on Saturday. Exactly. It could be very interesting, you know. And the best part is we're coming to Bahrain in a much, much later part of the year, usually coming around... April, March, that, that sort of a period. Now we're coming or deep into November. So it should be very interesting to see how things play out on that regard as well. And what's happened in the last few years when Hamilton has won the championship is that he's just tended to slack off a little bit. I mean, if not slack off, it's just that the others have been able to capitalize. So who knows? It could be another window of opportunity for Valtteri Bottas right here. But what, what do we think about the whole setup, Kunal? What do we think about Red Bull? Because this circuit, as you mentioned, very traditional in nature. All the teams have the data. It's got long straights. It's got a good chunk of corners where you need a lot of downforce. It's just the ultimate mix of things. Do you reckon Verstappen will be able to come in there and challenge a little bit? And and what about Alex Albon? He was exceptionally good in Turkey, apart from that one tiny mistake that he made. Red Bull, of all the teams, would be the first ones wanting to rewrite their history in Bahrain because they've had a fairly dismal run out here. Hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, they've had no top three finish in the last seven years. Okay. Uh, We saw that they've had double retirements uh, a couple of years ago. This was 2018, what, you know, Daniel Ricciardo has also been referring to. And uh, overall, you know, it's it's definitely going to be can Max Verstappen challenge the Mercedes cars for... Uh, for, you know, P2 or even P1. If not, he'll settle for a P3 finish. That's pretty much going to be the storyline uh, for the weekend. But uh, Alex Albon, like you said, he's he's definitely seemingly closer to uh, Max Verstappen since the last race in Turkey. I think what must also help him is that the whole pressure that media and the public and fans at large were putting about him performing or him or getting kicked out for 2021 that sort of has eased off because mm. I remember about five, six races ago, Christian Horner had said, you know, he has three races to prove himself. And suddenly that became two races <laughs> to prove himself. And now it seems that he's got the last three races to, to prove uh, himself uh, as well. So uh, Red Bull will definitely be looking to make sure that their number two driver is able to get up to good pace uh, in, in the last three races of 2020. So they at least are able to make a decision for 2021. I, mean, I don't know what's it with Christian Honor, man. Everything that he and Helmut Marcus says, they just end up doing the exact opposite. They said Pierre Gasly secure, they sacked Pierre Gasly. They said Danny Kifiat is fine, they sacked Danny Kifiat. I don't know, honestly. They just don't believe anything that happens. Just wait and watch. Just wait and watch how things play out, folks. It could be, could be very interesting. But one thing that could very well support Alex Albon, and it's something that we just touched upon very briefly early on, is rain. Now, I think it should be good to speak about it before we move on to the midfield, because there's a genuine chance. Now, Bahrain is not exactly the first country that comes to mind when you think of the heavens opening up. But the thing is, in the winter time, that could very well happen. And we, we have our colleague on Pitch the Podium, Sundaram, who spent an excessive amount of time there. And he says that it, there could be big thunderstorms coming about. Could be a lot of drama in this part of the year. 
How much do you think that could change things, Kunal, this weekend? Of course, the surface is fine, unlike Turkey, but <laughs> it could completely change things, couldn't it? It could, and uh, I'm, I'm going to actually just pick one word you said. Surface is fine. And uh, this is interesting for our listeners from, from the UK. And this stat is courtesy our friends at uh, the Renault Formula One team. So the asphalt has been imported from the UK. And for those who drive on the M6 toll roads, you're not driving from an asphalt that is very different than the ah. asphalt of the of the the Sakir International Circuit. So uh, it's also known to be one of the most abrasive asphalts after Suzuka and and Spa. But hmm. uh, back to back to what you said, you know what could happen if there's rain. I think we would be blessed if there is rain because you know the desert duel will will be rained upon then we also know that it's it's one of it's the first night circuit uh, for 2020 as well yeah uh, and uh, so you know rain has always spiced things up we saw how beautifully it it changed uh, formula 1 in turkey uh, like you said it's not going to be as less grippy as turkey so maybe this will be a proper rain uh, weekend where we'll we'll be able to see uh, you know drivers who genuinely thrive in such conditions uh, rise up through the ranks, Amal. So how do we go about with this? In the pitch to podium Grand Prix prediction competition. Now, I've stuck up to three names all the time. Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. And quite a few people have as well. Now, just to give you a bit of context, I am in number 60 in the pitch to podium Grand Prix prediction competition. It has not been going well. There's been drama all around. Quite a few midfield teams coming up and proving their worth. Uh, how do we go about with this, Kunal? Who do you think could just eat their way up in or do we expect that top three to be locked in this time out? I don't think the top three is going to be locked in. I, I get this feeling that Racing Point and Checo Perez, the form that he's in, the, the momentum he's, he's pulled over the last so many races or pretty much all of 2020. I mean, let's remember guys, you know, he's missed two races in, in the season yeah. thanks to COVID and he's still fourth in, in the Drivers' Championship, you know. So, I think Mercedes is by default that they're going to be, you know, on the podium. Uh, if Hamilton wins, it'll be a great way to sort of bring in, uh, you know, a celebration for a seventh world title just literally continues. Um, by the way, Lewis Hamilton has scored 10 races this uh, season. And if he wins the next three, he would have won 13 out of 17 races in 2020. Probably the highest uh, win percentage uh, in history, Sommel. And then he would equal Michael and Sebastian Vettel for maximum uh, wins in, in a season. Of course, you know, the latter two having far more races to, to score their 13 wins. So given how 2020 has been for Lewis, you know, where he's broken literally one record after the other, you never know if the next three races are going to be his to take Sommel. Seriously, I, I was shaken after hearing that stat. Now, we've seen it happening in front of our eyes so often, but it, it, the thing with time is when you see things time and time again, you just tend to lose, you just tend to underappreciate it. And now just stepping back and realizing that Hamilton has already won 10 races this season in a shortened calendar. Insane. There's, the praise never ends for Lewis, soon to be Sir Lewis Hamilton, that is. But yeah, that, that's to come at the end of the year. But in the midfield canal, that's where all the fun is. Renault were especially strong. I remember last year, Nico Hulkenberg doing an excellent job at Bahrain. 
and then it all unraveled towards the very end. Now, Ferrari are coming back into contention. Now, I remember this thing very early on in the year when Bahrain was announced and both the layouts, the original one and the supposed oval layout, everyone, just everyone was just getting down on Ferrari, trying to make jokes. Ki, Are, they're gone. <laughs> they just don't have the power with them. The power unit is struggling. It's an oval circuit, long straights. It's just going to be excruciating for them. But there's been a bit of a comeback, mind you, lately. Ferrari have been doing well. And in Turkey, you can owe it to the un- uncertain circumstances. But nevertheless, Charles Leclerc has been pushing the barriers. He's been punching, I wouldn't say above his weight, but he's been really punching hard and trying to get the best results possible. Last year was heartbreak for him, but there is a realistic chance that Ferrari could fight the likes of McLaren and Racing Point this time out. Yeah, the, the fight for P3 suddenly took a turn for the better, uh, like you said, at Turkey, because Ferrari registered their best uh, points finish of the season because both their drivers were really high up the finishing order. Uh, we saw Charles Leclerc literally almost, you know, uh, was, was P2 till the last couple of corners of, of the season, right? But uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited with the, with the way the P3 for Constructors Championship is turning out. You know, 24 points are separating four teams. Uh, Renault, McLaren, Racing Point and, and Ferrari. Ferrari seem to have, like you said, they, they seem to have the better package. They seem to, of course, have Charles, who I would, I would say he's, deli- he's punching way above the weight of the car. Okay. Uh, they also seem to have found Sebastian Vettel far more comfortable with, with the Ferrari. So it, it is, it's a case of, uh, you know, uh, making sure that both drivers score points. And, and, and like, for example, consistency is going to be extremely mm. key in P3 because we saw one bad result or one okayish result in Turkey and suddenly Renault have fallen back on points and, exactly. and Ferrari with a good result have sort of gotten in on the points. So, you know, and, and, and another way of how I see it. So up until now, Ferrari, uh, Racing Point and Renault have pretty much seen one driver pull most of the point scoring load. Yeah. Whereas McLaren has seen both drivers sort of keep pushing each other and pulling the load. And McLaren seemed to probably have the slowest package of, of these four cars, in my view. So it's extremely difficult to, to call who's, who's going to be you know, fighting for uh, P3 at the, at the first race in Bahrain, Sommel. Should be very, very interesting. But what about P4 in the championship? Now... Yes, admittedly, it's not the best thing to sell someone on. Hey, come and watch Formula One. We'll try to find who's the fourth best driver in the whole championship. But it generally is exciting. It's generally hooking people on. People want to know who's going to be the one who finishes at the top of this mini battle at the end of the season. But who are the competitors, you ask? Well, it's Charles Leclerc. It's Sergio Perez, it's Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, and Alex Albon with somewhat of an outside chance. So essentially, five to six drivers fighting for fourth in the championship. Where do we go with this one, Kunal? <laughs> it's going to be a mega battle towards the end. It, it is, and I think uh, in the time to come, unless there are some retirements or crashes and, and a driver is forced out of contention, I think this will boil down to a Checo Perez versus Daniel Ricciardo fight. Mm. And like you said, you know, it's P- is, is the battle for P4 a, a good selling point to, to watch Formula 1? The answer is clearly no. But when you think of the fact that Perez, who, like we've said time and again, and everyone keeps saying doesn't have a seat for 2020, uh, 2021, 
he's delivered one of his most mighty seasons in mm. in recent times and daniel ricardo you know who who suddenly felt out of place at renault has found form found my favorite word momentum okay and it seems like it's going to be a battle between these two as as it goes along unless another surprise result comes up you know this weekend and and uh, the, the the order of these five or six or even seven drivers you know who are fighting for p4 suddenly suddenly changes so you know charles leclerc you know i'm i'm going to go back to him you know he's he's been on such a fine uh, score, point scoring form because uh, you know he's he's not finished lower than fifth in the last three races and exactly. that in itself is 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 pretty commendable to to sort of take off and you know carlos sainz junior he has actually never scored uh, points in in bahrain so lots of uh, statistics will be rewritten uh, this weekend for me somal as it has been in 2020 lots of statistics have been rewritten history has been rewritten essentially and i can't wait to see how this battle plays out but just before we go kunal what would be your tip to success for bahrain our uh, strategy could be interesting do we expect to see a little bit of tire saving involved considering how abrasive the circuit is i i would think so because you know at the end of the day pirelli are bringing a step softer than they did last year to the to the bahrain grand prix which is probably a good thing because teams have data and even pirelli has data to sort of turn around and say mm. uh, okay we know what we're doing and we'll we'll you'll sort of take a, a, a you know a step softer lots of drivers have pointed out that eventually maximizing performance in in bahrain is going to be about getting their car set up right because they pretty much know how tire degradation and and so on is is going to be uh one thing very interesting about tire sawmill is going to be uh, you know the breaking into turn uh, turn 9 oh, because yeah. that's usually when we see front left uh, tires lock up so this could impact say a qualifying uh, lap or even a race stint if you if you you know end up uh, if you end up uh, damaging your front left through that particular corner and uh, turn ones and turn uh, turns one and four typical overtaking opportunities uh, we have three drs zones as we know hmm. uh, so it's 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 going to be lots of known variables coming into play uh, you know for teams to extract performance at uh, the 2020 Bahrain Grand Prix. And a known variable for us as well is that Bahrain has produced quite a few good races in the last couple of years. So be prepared for a good show and very very lastly Kunal the pits to podium Grand Prix prediction competition who is your pick this time out. So firstly for the podium fastest lap is a bit is I think a bit of a wild variable in this case we can't <laughs> quite tell it depends on how the race is going. Well, let's go for the podium and the best to the rest. Who is going to be your pick? Who's your money on this time out? So the podium is definitely going to be either of the two Mercedes drivers, and I really, really hope Checo Perez is able to take the fight to Max Verstappen. It'll be great to see them fight. And again, like our our friends at uh, Pits to Podium have pointed out, the front row starters have won ten races out of. the 14 that have been conducted in Bahrain mm. and six have been won from pole position so it all depends how it goes and of course talking of pole position um like we said you know a couple of minutes earlier mercedes hasn't been on pole for the last two races but also somil valtteri bottas has failed to convert uh, his last three pole positions 
ah. into race wins. So uh, exciting times this weekend. Statistically, it should be a very fun one coming into Bahrain. I can't wait. And I'm sure you can't wait as well. So make sure, folks, that you come back here to Bits to Podium on Sunday evening once the race is done. We're going to have our debrief right here on the Bits to Podium channel and on the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. If you enjoyed this, which I'm sure you did, please feel free to leave a like and to share this video with all your fellow Formula 1 fans. Let's come on in. Let's build a big community around here. And as always, Kunal, thank you so much for being here. And we shall see you on Sunday. Bye-bye, folks. And I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.